This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And yes, we do have the winning combination in full force back again for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Starting with Back by Popular Demand, we couldn't do without you for more than one week. Lucy Polito, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great, and I'm so glad you missed me. You know, I did that on purpose just to see if you would miss it. Oh, well, I hope we passed the test, and uh, Happy New Year to you. And same goes Thank for... Thank you, same to you. Yeah, and of course, she is one half of the award-winning duo from SCORE. They are fantastic SCORE volunteers, the other half, of course, being our man Rich Jekyll. Howdy, Rich. Hello, Christopher Hart to Hart. <laughs> That's right. Remember that TV show? Anyway, I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and we want to thank you for listening to this radio show, because this radio show is all about SCORE and what they have to offer you and the community. And uh, so that's, uh, once again, they are available all over the country, but we focus on this community. But if you know somebody in another part of the country, you can go to, uh, let's see, SCORE.org, that's the national website, and find the, how many locations are there now, Ritz? Over 300 or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, there was 384 the last time I I checked, which was uh, during COVID. So I don't know how COVID has impacted, you know, whether we've closed some offices or uh, there's still people available. There's 18,000 volunteer counselors across the U.S., They'll be available, but we may have shut down some of our local presence in some of the cities. Okay, but that certainly has not happened here in the central Florida area. As a matter of fact, Lucy, you guys have been pretty pretty busy up there at SCORE. Yeah, just to clarify, you know, our office is, in fact, closed but we, all the counselors are still active and we are all working. We're working out of our house and we have been busy on the phone and on Zoom. And, you know, so we are available just like we are generally. All right. And that's because they are located, of course, in the National Entrepreneur Center, which is also still under these restrictions. So, but as Lucy said, they are still available. You can still reach them a multitude of ways. One way, of course, is to call them on the phone, the good old-fashioned way, the, the way that Rich likes the best. And, oh, boy, yeah. Uh, and, of course, that phone number for the local SCORE office is 407-420-4844. For SCORE, it is 407-420-4844. And if you call during normal business hours, you'll get a human being, or if, if they are tied up, they will call you right back as soon as they're free. If you call after hours, you can leave a message, and then they will call you back when they get to the office. And they're very prompt about that sort of thing because they want to help you out. Maybe they can help you out right there on the phone. Maybe they can help you out by setting you up with a mentor. And, of course, they always have great educational programs. You can find out all about them at orlando.score.org. And you can also sign up for an excellent newsletter. And tell them what the cost is for that stuff there, Rich, if you would. Oh, man, I got to use the F word again. Oh, yeah, I guess so. 
free, free. It's all free, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And SCORE is a nonprofit organization, and the volunteers around the country, like Rich and Lucy, they don't receive compensation for this other than the satisfaction and the joy of seeing you succeed. And they got plenty of that to spread around. And so go to Orlando.score.org to sign up and see what's coming up in terms of what SCORE is doing, because even though they have not been able to have an office in the traditional style, I guess we should say, or, or maybe the style of your, I don't know. But anyway, they are still quite active in helping the community, and the demand has been strong. Uh, how's this year starting out, by the way, Lucy? Uh, because uh, Well, I worked this week, last week, I'm certain, excuse me, and I was very busy. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I think everybody has been I think I'm busier this, you know, the last uh, year than I've been in a long, long time. So it's been very good. I mean, we are happy to help and we're glad to be able to help people under the circumstances. And you can also find, by the way, at that website, a couple of archives now. One, of course, is of all of these radio shows that we have done uh, over the years. And now they are also archiving webinars that they have been doing since the uh, pandemic caused these shutdowns and things. So all of that you'll find at Orlando.score.org. And as far as the webinars, once again, if you sign up for the newsletter and keep going to that website, you'll see what's coming up. And you can go ahead and sign up for those things. And if you can participate live, you know, that's fine. It's interactive. If not, of course, you can find them later at that archive. So Orlando.score.org has got it all, and it's waiting right there for you to take advantage of it. And once again, the phone number, 407-420-4844. And even though all of this is going on, the mentorship program is still there. Once again, they'll help you as little or as much as necessary or as you like. So, uh, once again, give them a call, 407-420-4844. And, of course, SCORE is always teaming up with uh, other organizations and doing everything they can to educate uh, business owners here in the area and also, of course, help you succeed. And that's going to bring us to today's guest. He's affiliated with the Florida Chamber of Commerce, and he's got an excellent event of his own coming up we're going to talk about. So I'd like to welcome to the show today Dr. Jerry Parrish. Dr. Parrish, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, we appreciate it. Uh, The way we like to do things around here is we like to find out a little something about our guests themselves before we get down to the nuts and bolts and the the business end of things. So tell us a little bit about Dr. Jerry Parrish. Where did you come from? How did you become a Ph.D.? Well, I grew up in Alabama, and uh, we were a farming family. So uh, I went off to the great Auburn University and got a degree in agricultural business and economics. And uh, I got out in the real world and and uh, started working for some manufacturing companies and decided that, uh, you know, I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, but I wanted to go back and get some more education. So in a crazy moment, I decided I would get an MBA and I would also get a Ph.D. in economics, not having any clue how long that would take. <laughs> I went back to Auburn where I got my undergrad when I, you know, to get my 
my PhD and uh, I went back as an older student. I, went, I started when I was 33. And so I graduated when I was 38 years old and uh, went back into some international manufacturing companies, but uh, ended up at Florida State University. And then uh, I was the chief economist at Florida Tax Watch after that for four years. And now I've been at the Florida Chamber Foundation for the past six. Tell us a little bit about the Florida Chamber Foundation. Where is What is that? All right, we're we're a part of the Florida Chamber. The Florida Chamber actually has three parts. One is the foundation that I work for, and we do research. We're a nonprofit. We don't do advocacy. We don't lobby. We don't do any of that stuff. We really, my, my job really is to look two to 30 years into the future and come up with solutions for Florida's issues, whether they're happening now or whether we expect them to happen in the future. And when we get those solutions, we literally hand them downstairs to our advocacy team called the Florida Chamber, and they go lobby and do advocacy and make sure the legislators punch the correct red or green button when it comes time to vote. But we also have a political arm, and their job is to go around the state and find the right people to run for statewide office. And those are the people that will put Florida's long term in front of the short term. So we got three different parts to the organization, and uh, the Chamber Foundation is is the nonprofit and and uh, purely research arm. Okay, um, and and that's you know, what I, I take it that this event. By the way, the event is called Economic Outlook and Jobs Solutions Jobs Solution Summit. It's January the twenty eighth. And uh, so it is I don't want to get to we don't have much time in this segment of the show, so don't get too deep into it. But is that I, I take it in other words, you're going to give us what you would say, give to the advocacy portion of the chamber. In other words, research. Well, actually, what I'm going to do here is we're going to have a lot of business and industry leaders, a lot of other economists, given their take on the economy coming up in the, in 2021. And, you know, we've, this is an annual event for us. We've done it for the last five or six years. And uh, I'll give my forecast for the state of Florida during this event. Okay. Where can people sign up for this and how? Uh, they can find it uh, uh, on uh, the SCORE website, but it's also at flchamber.com um, slash events. Um, and uh, that's one, one of the opportunities. So you can go to the Florida Chamber website, look at our events, and you can choose which one, any of them that you want to sign up for. This one will be that January 28th event. Okay. And we'll be telling you about more about that event as we uh, come back from the break here in just a moment. Um, but to, uh, to to get back to, to you just a little bit, because we only have about a minute left here, so how is how is it different now being in research as opposed to what what would be the the main thing you'd say is different other than maybe your schedule that sort of thing from being in the private world to now being in the research world? Well, we've got an interesting situation here because the Florida Chamber is the only state chamber in the country with a full-time chief economist. So literally every day I'm making my own job. Uh but really I look at uh at things like uh, prosperity, you know, we have a prosperity project where, you know, part of our project is uh, uh, part of our work here is to reduce child poverty in half by 2030. And so we do a lot of stuff here. Uh, I'd love to tell you about in the next segment. Uh, yep. But research day and night uh, is is mostly the way it looks around here. Okay. All right. Uh, and we will be talking about that prosperity project as well with Dr. Jerry Parrish, uh, chief economist for the Florida Chamber Foundation. 
And uh, this promises to be a, a fascinating conversation here as we look into the future as best we can here. And with the, the twist, you might say, that was thrown in with all the pandemic and things. So you are listening to What's the Score? And once again, we want to thank you for telling your friends and family about the show because the audience really has grown tremendously. We thank you so much for that. And, of course, that means more and more people can benefit from SCORE. So we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, thank you so very much for listening. I am Christopher Hart, and with the two great volunteers from SCORE, Rich Jekyll and Lucy Polito, we are speaking today with Dr. Jerry Parrish, Chief Economist for the Florida Chamber Foundation. And by the way, the the Florida website is flchamber.com. And for the event that we'll be talking about today, you can go there at flchamber.com slash events to sign up for it and other events that are being offered there as well. And, of course, also at orlando.score.org. And, Dr. Parrish, uh, before we get into the, you know, the the solution summit and the look forward, let's look back a year. Uh, all right, because last year your your research and predictions, I've, I've, I, I don't I don't think predictions is the right word. What 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 do you call your 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 side into the future? What's the appropriate word? Uh, forecast, forecast. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So your forecast must have been quite a bit different last year than obviously today. Correct. This was caught off guard. I actually forecast for Florida to continue to, to create more than one out of every 11 jobs in this country like we've been doing since 2015. But as you know, that didn't happen. Uh, no, it, it didn't. And obviously you had to, to do some scrambling around. Is that still uh, the, shall we say, the, the, the variable that's playing the largest role in your forecasting going forward still? Sure. You know, the effects of COVID were devastating for Florida. We lost more than 1.1 million jobs between February and April of this year. And so a lot of it's been recovery since then. We're still down about 418,500 jobs compared to where we had, you know, what we had last year with not, not quite half of them being in the leisure and hospitality industry. But yes, it's been devastating to a lot of businesses, especially small businesses in Florida. We've chronicled that in a report we put out last fall called The Impact of the COVID-19 Pandemic on Florida Small Businesses. And uh, so we've been working with our businesses, trying to, you know, you know, just like local chambers and just like SCORE, trying to help people stay in business to get through the other side of this thing. As a matter of fact, just this past week, Florida reported, I think it was over 70,000 new jobless claims here in the state of Florida, which just underscores what you were just saying there. And it, it, it does appear as though most of them were in the leisure and, uh, say, the restaurant field. But, you know, we also have other fields here in Florida that were blossoming and blooming, um, including, you know, research here in the central Florida area and uh, even the, on the Space Coast. Those things, how have they fared during this? 
Well, they've fared a lot better. A lot of the industries are down, you know, seven, eight, 10%. Some of them, we've got four industries in Florida, including manufacturing, uh, construction. They're only down about 2% year over year, and they're going to be the ones that come back the quickest to that number that we had, you know, last February before the big crash hit. Lucy, I saw you're nodding your head. Did you want to get? Well, yeah. yeah, because I, I noticed being, you know, dabbling in, in real estate, I noticed there is an awful lot of construction going on. I myself, I'm doing a couple of uh, remodelings on some of the houses and it's been unbelievable, difficult to find somebody or, you know, that will actually take care of the job. So they're, these guys are so busy. It's not even funny, which is, I suppose, really good news for them and that industry. Yeah, healthy the healthy housing market certainly seems to help, uh, Dr. Parrish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. Sure, it, it is. You know, what we've seen is especially the remodelers and the pool contractors. You know, people are stuck and been stuck at home with their kids. You know, it, it takes a long time to just get a quote on putting in a pool or remodeling your kitchen. And, you know, we, we were already in a short workforce uh, situation in construction where a lot of people left that industry and didn't come back. So we were searching for workers back before this hit, and now it really is tight trying to find subcontractors and, and those folks to do those jobs. Uh, it's, uh, it's very tight all over the state of Florida. Rich, I saw you nodding your head. Did you want to com- comment yeah, on that? I was just agreeing with that, that uh, very difficult. It reminds me of, uh, you remember years ago when the four hurricanes hit at one time during that summer? 2004, and, right. Right. We couldn't find a, a person to put a roof on or do all that critical stuff. And uh, a lot of uh, scam artists and stuff come in, came in from out of the state, which is a bad thing. But the industry was just booming, the construction industry. And uh, there was nobody out of work. In fact, they, you know, we're recruiting from Georgia and other places. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that it's about the same here in terms of we're not lacking. We're not lacking for uh, employment. Well, Dr. Parrish, let's use this as a transition point. Uh, I know your forecasts are focused on two to 30 years out, but uh, this this year, is, it seems to be is going to cru- be a crucial year to determine what those two to 30 years are going to look like because of, uh, you know, the the pandemic and how long it's going to linger. And uh, they'll be changing policies in Washington, D.C., that sort of thing. And so is for Florida for, in particular for this moment is this question, is this housing market, is that construction market enough to keep the state going until the leisure market comes back, and then you can ex- later uh, explain how that that tourist industry, uh, what it can expect over the next few years. If you can make sense of that question, please answer it. <laughs> sure, sure. And they, you know, what's uh, you know, yeah, cer- certainly, it's going to be a while before we get our leisure and hospitality folks back, and and it's it's really the dependent on you know where you are in the state and how dependent your region is on visitors from other states and other countries. You know, up here in Northwest Florida and the Panhandle, you know, most of their traffic for leisure and hospitality is drive-in. People are driving in from Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and so they've not been as affected. 
but places like the Orlando metro area, Miami, that really are dependent on those folks to fly in and especially to fly in from international and the international folks stay longer and spend more. They're really good for the Florida economy. You know, it's going to take them longer, but you know, we've got a lot of recovery. You know, matter of fact, Florida, I calculated our GDP change year over year and Florida is one of the top states as far as the best states on recovering uh, the, the economy. And we're in the top five. We're the top state in the Southeast. Only some states like Idaho and Arizona and some of those Western states are above us as far as returning to normal as far as our GDP, although it will take a longer to get back all of those leisure and hospitality jobs. Certainly it won't be this year, but once most people get vaccinated, there'll be a big bump in those numbers. We're speaking with Dr. Jerry Parrish, Chief Economist at the Florida Chamber Foundation, their website, flchamber.com. And so this this Economic Outlook and Jobs Solutions Summit, is it focused now primarily on getting over this hump with the the virus primarily and, and its repercussions? Sure. And we're going to have other economists, including economists from other states that can have a, a unbiased look at Florida. We're going to have a lot of business leaders. We'll have our Secretary of Commerce, Jamal Sowell. We'll have CFO Patronus has, has agreed to be on the, on the program. We're going to have a lot of key economic developers that are really going to talk about, you know, what they see coming in the economy for the next, next couple of years. And so it's going to be a wide-ranging uh, group of people all talking about the same thing. How do we get Florida back on the momentum that we had before COVID? Like I said, Florida created more than one out of every 11 jobs in this country, and that's a big deal. You know, since 2015, Florida is only about 5% of the economy. If we were average, we produce one job out of every 20, but we almost doubled that for during a lot of that period. And Florida's going to come back. We'll be back quicker than most states. Uh, certainly, uh, there's a lot of momentum already happening right now in the state. That Economic Outlook and Job Solutions Summit is January the 28th. You can sign up either at orlando.score.org or, of course, at the Chamber website, which is flchamber.com slash events. Uh, We just have a couple minutes here in this segment. Uh, Okay, Lucy, go ahead. You had had your hand up. Go ahead, Lucy. I did. I guess maybe this is not the appropriate question to ask at this point, but I often wonder – you know, we are so we in Central Florida anyway are so dependent on tourism. What are, since you're looking forward and you're looking maybe 30 years down the road, what do you see as another possible type of industry that uh, can grow in Florida? The business world, not just the you know entertainment industry, but other industries, and I think that's something governments in general should be looking at. I mean, other possibilities other than the entertainment. Yeah, well, uh, actually, Orlando is a more diverse economy than most people think about because of things like your modeling, simulation, and training industry. I mean, I understand that's worth like $5 billion a year to the Central Florida economy. I think that's the right number. Uh, Expanding that, you know, expanding manufacturing. Manufacturing is big in Orlando, and a lot of people don't realize that. And especially as you go move on the east side of the county and and up uh, toward Brevard County, you know, there's some of the highest tech manufacturing in the world there. And so those are two industries, certainly, that diversify Florida's economy. 
but you don't, you know, you don't diversify, you know, you don't do less tourism to do more other stuff. You just add to the other things because right. tourism is the largest trainer of people in, in the entire state for all industries. That's where a lot of people start their careers. They get those employability skills is what we call them. Some people call them soft skills where they learn customer service. They learn how to solve problems. They learn how to work as a team. Those are, that's, those are big skills for the state of Florida. Matter of fact, about 80% of the skills that are needed by Florida employers are those employability skills. And you can take those folks and help them get a technical skill and they can have a career, uh, a really high paying career. So there's, there's still a lot of opportunity there okay. in Orlando. All right. Well, we'll have to leave it there for now. We'll come back on the other side with more of with Dr. Jerry Parrish, chief economist at the Florida Chamber Foundation. And we'll be talking more about the economic summit and also about the prosperity project. So please stick around for more of What's the Score? Okay, we are back. We are What's the Score? And by we, I mean me, Christopher Hart, and from SCORE, Lucy Polito and Rich Jekyll. And our guest today, Dr. Jerry Parrish. He is the chief economist at the Florida Chamber Foundation. And we've been talking about the economy, the economic situation here in Florida primarily. And you were, uh, I wanted to ask you before you get back to other things, this Economic Outlook and Job Solution Summit on January the 28th, First of all, is there a charge, and then what are the particulars? What time? Uh, that's on a Thursday, but what time of the day is it? Do you, do you have that information, please, Dr. Parrish? Uh, yeah, thanks for asking. It's 1 to 4 p.m., so it's a three-hour seminar, and the cost is $105. And you can sign up directly on the website uh, and uh, get three hours of great content, looking, looking toward Florida's economy and what the future is going to look like. Okay. And once again, that website is flchamber.com slash events. You can also sign up via orlando.score.org. And while you're at that website, of course, we'd like you to sign up for the SCORE newsletter, where you'll see events like this and things that SCORE is affiliated with or sponsoring themselves, putting on themselves, all listed right there. Um, So... uh, Was it... Lucy, did did he answer your question in full? That you would ask before we went. Yes. Uh, in, in terms of the yes. diversity of the economy, uh, you know, I. Yeah, I, I guess, in, to a degree, I was a little bit ignorant about some of the stuff. I see a lot. I live in an area that has a lot of high technology, so I know that's big, but I wasn't aware, as you mentioned before, for instance, um, about the animals that what was it the cattle well, that, does, that does, we have here oh yeah that's, dr Parrish, just that's uh, something i did not know tell our listeners what you were saying during the break there about some of the things about the florida economy that you know you you probably aren't aware of yeah well i'm, I'm a farm boy so i think about things like this you know florida is one of the largest cattle producers in the entire country. And when I go to other places and say that, people look at me like I'm crazy because they don't realize what a big cow-calf operation state this is down here. But Florida's got a great diversity. we got great manufacturing. we got a lot of medical device manufacturing. You know, certainly the aircraft, aerospace, you know, those kind of things are, are big, big parts of the Florida economy. I saw a story this past. Well, I was one of the ones that looked at you weird as far as the cattle was concerned. (laughs) 
Well, you know, and and plus there there are of course the uh, shall we call them incentives like uh, tax structure and living conditions and the cost of living, and you see a lot of people, a lot of business businesses. Uh, the latest that I heard was uh, uh, the Disney company is considering moving some of their offices out of Burbank to Lake Nona here in Central Florida. And uh, do you anticipate a lot of more of that over the next uh, foreseeable future, Dr. Parrish? Absolutely. You know, we've had this acceleration because of COVID. You know, not a lot of companies would allow their their employees to work from home. Uh, they didn't trust their employees or didn't think it was technologically feasible. Well, now we know it is. And Florida is perfectly set up for people to commute. Let, let's say you live in Atlanta. And you don't want to live in Atlanta, but you only have to be in the office maybe one day a week or one day a month. Hey, you can live on the coast down in Florida. You can jump on an airplane, go up there for your one one meeting a week. And uh, it's going to provide tons of opportunities, just like it already has for rural Florida. I do a lot of rural economic development and uh, talk to the local chambers in the rural areas. They've had more inquiries about people moving there than they've ever had in their entire life. You know, even when more people per day were moving to Florida. Uh, but it's going to take broadband. You know, do they have broadband access? You know, do they have good schools? Those are the areas that are going to, you know, fill up with population instead of actually depopulate, which we've seen in some of our counties. Lucy, I saw, did you have your hand up there a moment ago? No. no. Okay. All right. Okay. So, well, Dr. Parrish. Um, this economic outlook for the people who sign up for this, is it going to be open to discussion? I, I mean, are you going to take uh, – I know there's going to be discussion between the, you economists, but will you also be taking questions from the audience? Yeah, we will. I'm, I'm going to be doing my session live. Some of it will be pre-recorded, um, but I'll be doing my, my session live, my economic forecast, and uh, uh, people will have the opportunity to type in on Zoom or you know the platform. I can't remember what the name is we use, but uh, they'll have opportunities to ask questions, but they can always do that. You know, if people have questions, they can always contact me at the Chamber Foundation up here. Just call up here and ask for the economist. There's only one of me, so... Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. Uh, is it fair to say that the impact of, obviously, the virus, but also now the vaccine will be a focal point of the discussion and, and what that's going to mean for the Florida economy? Yeah, it will. And, uh, you know, a year ago, when even when we knew about the virus, less than a year ago, you know, the, the big key was going to be getting people vaccinated, you know, getting a, vac- getting a vaccine, getting people vaccinated. And so a lot of us will, you know, maybe look at it a little differently about how quick some industries will come back. And it'll be that mix of opinions that you'll get to hear on that event on the 28th. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be several of them uh, of when all everything comes back to Florida. But, uh, you know, certainly by the end of the year, we're going to be way ahead of where we were, uh, you know, at this time. But even just, you know, three or four months from now, I believe we're going to be in a different situation where people will feel comfortable with traveling again. And certainly there's a lot of pent-up demand uh, out there that uh, Orlando area can take advantage of. And, of course, that may just well coincide with, obviously, the beginning of spring and then summer, which, you know, is usually big time for the tourism industry, the, the leisure industry. 
And you you got to think that, you know, as you say, there's there's going to be so much pent up energy, out, you know, uh, demand out there that uh, Florida is going to be a major beneficiary of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, these people are really blowing their tops. So as soon as they get the uh, as soon as they get the immunization, they'll be on the road and they'll be heading to Disney and all the good places and uh, actually just getting out will do them good. Dr. Parrish? My parents are in their 80s, and they're they're looking so much forward to getting out, seeing yeah. grandkids and the great-grandkids. And uh, just uh, I think you're going to see that with everybody, just you know, meeting up with families again for people who have been sequestered for almost a year now. There's going to be a lot of that. So. I'm one of those. I am getting my vaccine, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're speaking with Dr. Jerry Parrish, Chief, e- Chief Economist at the Florida Chamber Foundation. Once again, you can uh, join him for the Economic Outlook and Jobs Solution Summit on January 28th. It's 1 to 4 p.m., and you can sign up for that at flchamber.com slash events or at orlando.score.org. Uh, Dr. Parrish, the just just briefly because I, I want to uh, uh, when we come back from the next segment, I want to talk about the Prosperity Project in, in more detail. But just briefly, how what is the forecast for as you see it now for the rest of this per, this year alone? Well, certainly Florida is coming back, and like I said, Florida is you know, in the top five of states as far as uh, as return to you know 100 percent of GDP what we had before the pandemic. Certainly, jobs always follow GDP, and uh, almost all the industries except leisure and hospitality will be back to 100 percent here in the next few months. Leisure and hospitality will take a while because people really have to feel comfortable with traveling again. And we were setting record after record. It'll take a while to get back. But certainly by next year, we'll be back to our numbers. I guess that there's good news and bad news in that. It'll take a while to get back to those record numbers. That's the bad news. But the good news is those were record numbers. So, you know, in other words, you can do quite well before you get back to the record levels, correct? Absolutely. And uh, our hotel people need it. Our restaurant people need it. And our, you know, city and county and state tax revenues need those people to come back. They're very valuable to the state. And real quickly, before we go to the break, uh, Lucy and Rich, uh, are you beginning to see because, uh, you know, over the last year, when I've asked you this question, for instance, Lucy, you said a lot of the new job ideas that were coming to you seem to be revolving around how you deal with the virus are you now seeing sort of a transition to people now wanting to get back into say opening restaurants and donut shops and that sort of thing are you beginning to see that transition you know what uh last week when i was working i didn't have anybody uh opening up a restaurant or anything like that there's more people concerned or interested in technology and that seems to be the way they want to go. And a lot of people are now looking at staying at and working out of their house. And how do they do that? So that's kind of the way they're looking at it, at least in the last couple of weeks that I've been doing this. Stuff. And of course, that goes right along with what you've been saying, Dr. Parrish. But in this next minute here, at some point, I don't you think that there'll be that moment when people will say, hey, uh, let's go open a restaurant again? But, you know, the, the sort of the old-fashioned businesses that have been hit the hardest by all of this. 
Absolutely. And some prime locations have come available because, you know, let's be honest, businesses have had to close. And so there will be opportunities for those people who are out there willing to take a risk and uh, jump back in. And, of course, when you're ready to do that, there's no better place to go first than to SCORE, where you get all of this great expertise and experience and mentorship and, of course, the educational programs all set to help you be successful in your business. So there's a multitude of ways. Once again, you can get involved with SCORE. You can take the courses online. You can go to orlando.score.org and sign up for those. And, of course, please sign up for the newsletter while you're there. You can also call them on the phone if you'd like to speak to a person. Maybe you have a particular question, and maybe they can answer it right there. If not, they can put you in contact with someone who can. That is 407-420-4844. For SCORE, it's 407-420-4844. And please, I beg you, please do not forget to like Rich on Facebook. You become such a nuisance with me when you forget about that. So (laughs) that's the score. That's right. Score Orlando on Facebook. All right, we're going to take another break, come back with more from Dr. Jerry Parrish of the Florida um, Florida Chamber Foundation, flchamber.com. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score. We are back. We are What's the Score. We want to thank you for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. And for telling your friends and family about the show. And I am Christopher Hart, and along with Rich Jekyll and Lucy Polito, great SCORE volunteers, our guest today, Dr. Jerry Parrish. He is the chief economist of the Florida Chamber Foundation. Before we get back to the discussion, though, I'd like to once again thank you for telling your friends and family about this program and about SCORE. And that's the whole advantage to radio, ladies and gentlemen. Not only can you get your voice, your message into the very ears of tens and hundreds of thousands of people, a mass audience that you'd like to have hear it, but also they're going to tell their friends and family about what they heard if they like your message. And the best way to get that message out there in a fashion that people will talk about it is to talk to Bill Files. He is the station manager here at Salem Media Group Orlando, and his number is 407-618-1760. For Bill Files, 407-618-1760. He's been in the business his entire life. He knows all the ins and outs. And they can certainly sit down, ladies and gentlemen, and work out a plan with you. And now with Salem Surround, they can also incorporate the social media platforms into that as well. So 407-618-1760 is the number for Bill Files. And when you call him, please tell him that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hart sent you. Right, Rich? There you go, buddy. All right. So, Dr. Parrish, Parrish, let's look into the future because uh, your normal – uh, endeavor is to look two to 30 years into the future for the Florida e- economy here. Uh, and we've, we, we're sort of venturing that way. But you also mentioned this prosperity project uh, where you want to cut child poverty dramatically in uh, less than 10 years now. Did I get all of that right? Yeah, that's been a project that we've worked on. Our, our CEO, Mark Wilson, along with former Speaker of the House, Will Weatherford, started this. And, and uh, what we came up with is a goal to uh, more, you know, reduce child poverty to less than 10% by the year 2030. And we have full-time people working on this. We have zip code champions who have adopted zip codes around the state. We work with organizations like Lift Orlando and food banks and other groups around the state 
Uh, right now, there's 829,432 kids living in poverty in the state of Florida. That's 20.1% of all of our kids. And then uh, Orange County, there's 62,427 kids. So 21% of Orange County kids are living in poverty. Their outlook for, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting through school and doing well in the future can be highly influenced. You know, there's lots of opportunities to help those families get those kids out of poverty. And it's something we work on every day here at the Florida Chamber Foundation. Well, I see Lucy has a question, but let me ask you real quick this. The the na- the title, Prosperity Project, uh, can I assume from that that this is meant to have these people open their own businesses to develop the ec- the economic conditions in these communities? You mentioned the zip codes. Is that the focus here? Yeah, it's uh, we, it's officially called the Prosperity Initiative, but uh, it is it's uh, an opportunity to get people the skills they need. You know, get the skills they need whether they want to open their own business or go to work for someone else. And uh, you know, that's really that and education are the ways to get out of poverty and the solutions for a lot of our neighborhoods. You know, one of the things we've come up with too is a tool called the Florida Gap Map. And it shows every public school in the state of Florida what their third grade reading scores are. And it puts them in context. You know, what's the under 18 poverty rate in that neighborhood where they are? All that info is on the FloridaGapMap.org. And you got to remember, you know, when kids are in third grade, they're typically going from learning to read to reading to learn. So if you can help a kid, you know, get to reading at grade level by third grade, their prospects for the future are, you know, much higher than if they're not, you know, they'll graduate from high school most of the time, you know, they'll go out, some of them will get further education, but to get out there in the job market and and be self-sufficient and bring their families out of poverty when they do. And uh, it's been a great project that I I really enjoy working on here at the Florida Chamber Foundation. Lucy, you had your hand up. Yeah, I I have basically two questions. Uh, The kids are from what age to 18? From From zero to 18, from birth to 18. So anybody under, well, through 17, you know, uh, is the under 18 poverty numbers I'm quoting that come from the U.S. Census Bureau. The other question that I had is this really kind of opens up, I think, another type of problem, and that is getting teachers, uh, good teachers, uh, I think there's a lack of teachers in Florida. I'm not sure about that. That's my initial impression. Yeah, they're absolutely true. You know, teacher shortage, especially, you know, high quality teachers, you know, we're always <laughs> yeah. looking for them. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the big opportunity because some of these folks, we're talking about helping them get out of poverty. You know, they can be teachers. Uh, they can be nurses. They can be teachers. They can be anything that they want to be. Uh, and uh, the Florida has really looked hard at, at some of the training programs. We, what's awesome is we got a great state college system. Our two-year colleges are better, you know, better than any other state. You know, our two-year colleges are award-winning. There's opportunities there. There's opportunities in the, in the technical schools. There's opportunities all over the state of Florida for people that want to get some training and want to go to work. Uh, this is the best state in the country to do that. Mm, Once again, our, 
Our guest today, Dr. Jerry Parrish, Chief Economist at the Florida Chamber Foundation. Uh, just give us a little, you know, taste of uh, what your your forecast is beginning to shape up like for that next two to thirty year outlook for the state of Florida, and how will the now uh, constitutional minimum wage uh, affect that one way or the other over what it might have been, if you will. You know, that, that's a great question, and I worked a lot. Uh, you know, I teach at Florida State University. I teach in the Master's in Applied Economics program and actually had uh, a group of grad students really do the economic impact of what the $15 minimum wage would do. Unfortunately, it's, it penalizes people with low skill levels. You know, that's the biggest impact, and it reduces the amount of entry-level jobs. You know, those jobs are going to be automated away when possible. You know, there's, uh, you know, it's going to be very difficult to get somebody in the workforce when they have to be worth $15 an hour before anybody will hire them. And so it's going to make, you know, training the group of young kids even more difficult. And uh, it's going to be difficult on companies, especially small businesses. Then what is your outlook beginning to shape up like over the next 30 years? Because i I I, if I were to make a, 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 an assumption or a forecast, I would say a lot more people are going to come to Florida, and that's going to mean economic growth one way or another. And it'll also mean, though, demands on the state's infrastructure. Please. You know, we've, we're already expecting as many as 4 million more people by 2030. We're about 22 million now, could be as many as 26 million by 2030. You know, certainly people are going to come down here looking for jobs. Unfortunately, there's not going to be as many of those $15 an hour jobs as there, you know, uh, as before because uh, of the mandate. And unfortunately, what it's also going to do is going to take Floridians. You know, I, I say it in econo speak like this, you know, this $15 minimum wage distorts the perceived returns to education. And what that means is if you're a high school kid, you think you're going to be the person to get that $15 minimum wage job, you may not invest in yourself by going to a state college or going to get a certification. Florida, I I will guarantee you this, Florida will end up being less educated in the long run because of this law. And it's going to make us less globally competitive. So it's going to make job training even more important for Florida's future. If we can pull it off, and get more people trained. I mean, there's opportunities out there. I I kid my graduate students who they make about $60,000 a year when they get out of the one-year program. Um, I kid them and tell them I can hire three FSU masters in applied economics program for the same amount of money that I pay an electrician to come out to my house. You know, it's $100 an hour. You you can hire three people for that, the master's level students, or I can hire one electrician, and my electrician charges me drive time because I live out in the country. So there's plenty of technical, you know, opportunities, a lot of trades, you know, that's, that's really the way to wealth. You know, I think if I was a young kid, I would probably become a plumber or electrician. I'd start my own business. If we can help them get those jobs, you know, those uh, business skills to run a business as well as some kind of technical skill, they can make a lot more money than, than most of their friends. I will guarantee that. Boy, uh, such great advice yeah. there. Rich, real quickly. Yeah. Uh, it, what it's going to do, I see, is that uh, as these $15 an hour uh, jobs appear, the competition is going to really get stiff on this stuff, and it's going to raise the quality 
of the worker for the employer because you got to bring something else to the table uh, when you're competing with 10 people versus uh, two people. And something here, you've got to get by the rest of the pack. And okay, well, this is going to be good for the quality of the workers, okay. I think. Okay, uh, Dr. Parrish, about a minute to respond. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Uh, but what it'll also do, it'll push those people with lower skill levels out of the job market. They won't be able to work. And uh, that's, you know, uh, there's a quote in the Wall Street Journal about the $15 minimum wage. It says three people will lose their, up to three people will lose their jobs for every one person you get out of poverty. And so it's going to make it very difficult on those people with low skill levels. All right. Well, just as I forecasted, this was a fantastic and a fascinating conversation with you, Dr. Parrish, today. And we really appreciate you being on the show with us. Uh, Once again, folks, please go to flchamber.com slash events to sign up for the Economic Outlook and Jobs Solutions Summit. It is going to be on Thursday, January the 28th from 1 to 4 p.m. There is a $105 charge, but I'm sure you're going to find that to be a bargain. So if you want to know what the economy in the state of Florida is going to look like in a little bit more detail, sign up today. Economic Outlook and Job Solutions Summit at flchamber.com slash events or, of course, also at orlando.score.org. So once again, Dr. Parrish, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for the insights. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. All right. Okay. All right. And once again, please sign up for the newsletter for SCORE at orlando.score.org, or you can call them on the phone at 407-420-4844, or please like us on Facebook at SCORE Orlando. Until next week, that's all for What's the Score? What's the Score?